What's up guys? So here I am once again after a long break and saying it's a break or that it was a break is a little bit of an understatement. Um, not that I was really constant before with the episodes and all that, but here we are back at it again. How you guys doing? So yeah, um, unless you know me personally, or you at least follow me on all the social media platforms that I have, by the way, that's just Instagram, um, yeah, you know that I followed a vegan diet for a number of years. About mm, 12, 18, 19, yeah, for like five years, about. Um, Before that, okay, so we're going to talk about diet today because I've been wanting to get this off my chest. Um, So yeah, I started off um, with the standard American diet or a sad diet as they call it which is <laughs> which is <laughs> which is retarded <laughs> it's retarded they call it sad Diet. It's a standard American diet. Diet. Anyway, that's beside the point. So yeah. And that's before I started with dieting and different things. Um. Okay. Now going all the way to the beginning. I didn't grow up on a standard American diet um, due to the fact that I'm not American from birth. I mean, technically I am American because Mexico is part of North America or America, the continent. But yeah, so I, I grew up in Mexico up until I was 12. And all that time, I lived on, I mean, it's not like I was in Mexico and living under a bridge. But the whole time I was in Mexico, I was living off of whatever everybody eats over there. So vegetables, hardly any fruit that I remember. Um, and, and obviously meat, a lot of meat. But at the moment, I didn't, I wasn't conscious enough to to know or anything. I was a kid, for fuck's sake. But yeah, so I that's that was my beginning. The we're gonna call it the Mexican diet. You could even call it that. 
but okay, it's a Mexican diet I grew up on from zero to 12, and then I got here, and then I, and by here, I mean California, United States, and then I adapted to a Mexican-American diet, which is still a lot of Mexican dishes, but I had more, um, ability to to eat um what everyone else was eating all the fast food and all that and then I grew up and I went through middle school high school eating nothing but junk food I mean besides what my my mom made at home but if it wasn't at home I was eating pizzas I was eating burgers I was eating hot dogs. I was eating everything except for fruit and vegetables. And it was going great. And and on 2012 September, I I was taken to the hospital um after after having to leave work early due to my supervisor thinking that I was drunk because I was all walking around wobbly and I mean they say I was dropping a bunch of shit and by the way this work that I was in was a warehouse job and back then I was in that warehouse they were getting a lot of overtime like I was working 16 hours 16 hour days you know, for most of the most of the week, and then like on Tuesdays, on two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, which were the days I had school. I was going to California State University of San Bernardino at the at the moment, and I was taking eighteen units, sixteen at the very least. So sixteen, eighteen units. By the way, full term or full term. Full, um, full-time student, um, it's considered 12 units, like 12 units is full-time, and then, of course, they say, oh, no, it's good, with that, you graduate in, like, six years, especially, I don't know, but, yeah, so, that was the diet that I was eating at the time, but, oh, yeah, we were back at work. So I was at work, I felt weird, I felt weak, um, I had double vision for the first time in my life, I had double vision, <laughs> and my supervisor called me over and he said, Diego, are you drunk? And I said, no. I looked at him like, with like a what the fuck kind of face, you know? Because I, I wasn't drinking, personally. Everyone else was. And um, I don't mean just the guys. I mean, like, guys and girls were, they would drink at work. Like, like at the warehouse, the, the supervisors or the, the owners didn't care. As long as the work got done... 
those those fuckers had they played like soccer like in the parking lot they they um which i mean it's not something unusual but they did that then they drank out outside like in the parking lot right there where they were playing and also they would like be on like on this step where the where the trucks get um unloaded to put into the warehouse they they would um be they would they would just be sitting that right there at the ramp um just chiefing it you know just doing all the all that kind of stuff and of course I'm a guy and I was Ah, anyway, so of course I'm a guy. They they try to offer me all that stuff, and by the way, at the moment, I was um indulging in cannabis. So I yes I did. I did uh, also chief it a lot in my car or right there with everyone else. So it's not like I'm innocent or anything, but that's beside the point. So my my supervisor told me to go home. He said, come back tomorrow when you're doing better. And because he told me, are you sure you didn't drink? And I said, yes, I'm sure. I'm just, I feel weird. I feel weak, like in the legs. I feel weak in the legs. I have double vision. My head hurts like I'm, you know. And he said, oh, well, then if that's the case, then go home, come back tomorrow when you feel better. I went home. It was around noon-ish, like like one or something. I drove home. Mind you, I still had double vision. And I drove home. I got on the, on the, on the car, obviously, on the streets and into the freeway. And then I got to my house. Somehow I made it home. Okay, otherwise, I mean, if I didn't, you wouldn't be hearing this. But yeah, anyway. So I made it home. I put my, I used my hat that I had my cap, you know. My hat, I put it over one of my eyes, like slanted on my head, but covering one of my eyes. So I could just see one thing when I was driving. And somehow that shit worked. But um, I got home. And my my father got home after. Because like I said, it was like 1.30ish. And he got home like at 4 something. When he gets out of work. And I was knocked out on, on, like on the couch. Right there, you you would get to my house. Close the door. Right there was a couch. It was, it was more like a sofa. But I was, I just dropped, literally I dropped on it. And I just knocked out. And then my dad got home. I woke up. And I, I got up like quick to say hi to him. Not give him a kiss. But um, he must have seen something. Because my dad, you know, like men 
especially Mexican men. They don't really believe in going to the doctors. It's like, nah, just fucking sleep it off. Walk it off. Fucking be a man, you know? And my dad's exactly like that. But he must have seen something that day that he saw me get to him. Uh, from the sofa to, to him, to the door. And I said, how, how are you? And he he saw me, he said, oh shit, now I'm taking to the ER. I was like, what the, you know? Like in my head, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's, what's going on? But yeah, he took me to the ER. And the ER then must have seen something as well because they said, um, oh yeah, no, they admitted me like right away. Well, first they had me in the ER and then they admit me. But right from the get go, they started with like a whole battery of tests, um, like MRIs, um, CAT scans, um, X-rays, um, with you know the usual checkup with the stethoscope and all that shit, and also, oh, um, these fuckers, they also did a lumbar puncture. If you don't know what a lumbar puncture is, ask somebody that's pregnant, or somebody that's been pregnant, or somebody that's had fluid taken out of their spine. That shit's not supposed to get out of there. But yeah, that's a whole nother thing that I'm gonna talk about like later. But um, yeah, so they did all this shit. They admitted me. I was in the hospital for a week. Literally a week. Like seven days. I was in the hospital. And it wasn't until the last day that they gave me a diagnosis. And they said, oh no, it looks like you have... But listen to how I'm saying it. They said, it looks like you have multiple sclerosis. Okay. It looks like you have multiple sclerosis. And the, the neurologist gave me all the, you know, the rundown, you know, like, what what to expect. And oddly enough, I was, it was strange because, like, a couple of weeks prior to that, I had been studying multiple sclerosis in college. I was in one of my classes that was from my major, um, and... The professor was talking about multiple sclerosis, and it was it was so strange, because the doctor, the neurologist, gave me the diagnosis, and and I like I already knew. He told me, "Oh, do you know what this is?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, what is it?" And so I broke it down for him. I told him everything. Every everything I had learned. Obviously, I didn't tell him everything. <laughs> But I told him everything I had learned about that, you know. Um, he seemed impressed a little bit. But then he was like, okay, well, I have to tell you anyway. He's like, you got it, but I got to tell you anyway. Um, so that was that. He told me, oh, in five years, you're going to be like in a wheelchair. In 10 years, you're going to be either bedridden, bedridden or dead. And if you're not dead, you're going to be blind. 
like this this fucking like they don't give sensitivity training to these guys you know I mean I guess it kind of makes sense you know like because you don't want to sugarcoat the truth you don't want a lot of people but I mean the way he said it was so blunt you know but whatever so yeah as immediately after he said that while I was, by the way, while I was in the hospital, they were giving me steroids. Steroids, you know, like, um, obviously not anabolic steroids, but, you know, like, the other type of steroids that are equally as bad for you. Um, but yeah, they were giving me this shit. And, and then they gave me some steroid pills for me to, like, wean off of the steroids, um, little by little once I got out of the hospital because you can't just like cold turkey just stop taking steroids um so yeah that was they gave me those those pills I took them home I took them for like two days they gave me pills for a week they they took them for like two days and then I stopped I was like nah fuck this shit (laughs) I've never been one to to enjoy taking pills or medicine or anything I mean there's a lot of shit here to unpack but yeah um yeah I've never I never liked um medical things you know doctors whatever because I mean doctors you know those people that give you massages or whatever um like people that that are unlicensed chiropractors and licensed chiropractors um like I've been through it all I mean I th- I say it I've been through it all because it's me but I've been through a lot of shit um so I've never liked that kind of um that aspect of life but um but yeah, so immediately once I got home, I was like still pretty, pretty um, I was st- I was still recovering from, from having to be in the hospital, eating their shitty food, for a week. And then people were asking me like, oh, by the way, do you want, some food from the outside? And they, and then we said yes, please. And most of the days they didn't bring anything. Or they would bring something completely different to what I was requesting. But yeah. So. After after that. I. I Once I recovered. From. From the hospital. You know. Quote unquote. Because. I. I mean I was. I was back. To myself. I thought. I went to play basketball with some friends and it would, everything was fine. But then at one point I was running um, from, I would, like I was running in the court, like in the game and my, my foot dropped. And just like it was previous to me being in the hospital, you know, my foot dropped, like I couldn't pick it up out of my own court, you know. So, 
what I did was I just I called it a day for basketball. I took a seat at the side of the court, and then they my friends kept playing, and then then they finished and whatever they left, and then I came back home. But yeah, um, so since I've always been pretty proactive about my, I mean, things considered, you know, um, been pretty proactive about my health, even more now, after the diagnosis, um, but, like I said, since I've never taken, um, I've never liked taking medicine, or in any of that shit, I like I've always liked um preferred the natural route, so immediately I started researching, and that's what I've been doing since two thousand twelve September. September two thousand twelve, when I was diagnosed, but until now, I've been doing nothing but research on this and and this being the the thing that they diagnosed me with. Um, and since I didn't, um, because obviously they prescribed some medication and whatever, and I, and I got it, I got, um, one of the drugs, Copaxone, and, which is like a shot, a subcutaneous shot, um, that you just, like, basically, like diabetics, you know, they, they when they, they shoot themselves on uh, insulin or whatever, well, that's what I would have to be doing, like, every day for the rest of my life with this drug. Um, I took it for a couple of weeks. I started getting, like, really bad, um, like, side effects. So I stopped taking it. Then they tried some other drug, um... Avonex, then they tried um, Tectodera, which is, Avonex is another, or oh, they tried Avonex and Tysabri, which is, um, those, those two are injected as well, and then I tried Tectodera, once I told them I don't like injections, they, first they told me, well, nobody does, and it's, <laughs> And I go, well, thank you, asshole. Well, what else you got? And they offer me a um, pill form of the, the shots put in pill, which is on um, Tecfidero or BG, BG-12. I think BG-12 is the actual, like, like, a scientific name. But Tecfidero is what they market it as. But yeah. None of that shit was doing anything for me. But it was what it was doing to me. It was giving me all the side effects that you hear about in the in the drugs, like in the drugs and the commercials of the drugs. You know, like they they give you like all this wonderful like commercial about about the drug that they're advertising. They paint you this picture with this. One of the, one of like a few, either this older person, man or woman, um, enjoying time with their grandkids, 
or this woman, this pregnant woman, rubbing her belly for whatever reason. Anyway, at the very end of the commercials, they give you this extensive list of side effects. Well, I had them all. Um, so there was a time where I I looked like, like have you ever seen Rocky? You know, after the fight, like at towards the end of the fight, and he was all busted up. Well, those one time I had, I got that reaction. I looked like like I got busted up. Um, by someone. Which never happened, by the way. But um. Yeah, I my face swelled up. Um, my heart was. By the way, every time I took those drugs. My heart would get all these palpitations, and it started like beating irregularly, and which was bad. So then I decided to stop taking it, and would go to the natural route. And like, and the natural route being diet. Diet and everything else I found, which was included, um. What's the thing? The like acupuncture. I was going to say, what's that thing with the needles? But yeah, acupuncture. I tried acupuncture. I, I went to another chiropractor. They, where they put these, they connect these pads on your back. And they give you like, um, like shock therapy, sort of. As, along with the adjustments and, and all that. So I did that. And then um, as far as diet... Which I said what we were talking about in this, in this um episode. Um. Finally, gonna get to it, and I'm going to say a little bit and then end it. Um, and then continue it on later. But yeah. I I started researching, looking up things on Google, whatever you know, whatever I can get my hands on. I read a couple books, um, and then I ran into this this doctor. Oh, her name is Terry Walls. So, Doctor Terry Walls, um, she she's like an older type of uh, type of person. <laughs> she's an older person, not like ancient or like. Elder, but she's in her fifties. I'm guessing. But um, she just looks like that. But um, she so she. She uh, she started with the medicine too, and then like she started like giving her like reactions or whatever. So then she went the natural route through diet. Now for diet, with all her medical background and all that stuff that they do um she found a bunch of shit about like mitochondria and how they're the powerhouse of the cell which I mean come on if you've taken biology in high school or even before like talked about cells like in elementary school or like in um Middle school. Then you know what a mitochondria is. 
um but yeah so so she's like oh you gotta feed your mitochondria you gotta feed your mitochondria eat foods that are high in in um omega-3 fatty acids and so i follow her protocol her protocol consisted of or consists um of like each day you would like eat three platefuls and keeping keeping platefuls of greens um that's that's a day not in one sitting necessarily but in one day and then you have to eat like a bunch of fruit smoothies she likes and then eat a lot of organ meats um a lot of grass head organic like muscle meat eat um like like oh, seaweed like for the iodine and uh, basically nourishing your body so i got on that i was doing pretty well i was still working i i changed jobs after i got diagnosed i went from the warehouse job to a, a retail sales job in which i was fucking great but anyway um but yeah i took the retail sales job and I was in there for about a year. Yeah, for about a year. And then, um. Oh, yeah. So the, the whole time I was there, I was sort of, I was taking, I was eating the, the Terry Walls way or the Terry Walls protocol. Um. And. It was pretty pretty good, you know. Like, I could see, and everyone else could see that there was something with me, you know. But like, it, I wasn't as bad as I am right now. Um, but yeah, I like I I was still working. I could still, you know, like um play soccer or because I would go play soccer. I would play. That's cool with my friends every now and then. Um, and everything was going pretty well. In that aspect. Because relationships, that shit. <laughs> oh, that shit's something else. But yeah. Um, but everything else was going pretty well. Um, and then I changed from... Then I noticed... Like, because I've been always pretty observant of things, especially, um, especially, like, things with my body, because I live in my body, um, so I notice, like, when I eat something and it has a reaction in my body, then I know, okay, I should stay away from that, or so on, you know, but... I I started feeling that that maybe like it like it wasn't working as well as it could have. So then, like I was still I was still looking, by the way, for alternatives. 
and then I found, um, then I, I ran into this, this big thing about, oh, veganism, not veganism, but healthy eating, or conscious eating, you gotta eat more fruits and vegetables to live longer, to live healthier, that's a natural diet, is what I, is one of the things that I saw, but, um, but yeah, that, so then I ran, I started, um, veganism, I went from paleo to veganism, by the way, Terry Wolf's diet is paleo, um, I then went from paleo to veganism, and, like, just veganism, you know, everything cooked, everything normal, quote-unquote, without animal products, and since I stopped being consuming uh, dairy, when they tried to introduce it again, a couple months later, that, that shit didn't agree with me, and it hasn't ever since, so I don't know, I don't know if that was a, a good thing, or a bad thing, I mean, now knowing all the bad shit that comes with dairy, it was a blessing in disguise, I guess. But, um, yeah, I took the, I started veganism, and then I went even further, I went into raw veganism, which is eating nothing but fruit and salad. And that's it. No, no rice. No potatoes, no cooked anything, no. Just fruit and, and salad. And that was it. And I was doing pretty well. Until it happened again. I started noticing, like I hit a plateau. And that's what, I, that's what happened with each one of these diets. I hit a plateau. Like it, they would work pretty, pretty well. Like in the beginning, and then some time will go by, and then it will stop working, and then we'll start regressing back to where I was. So that was that. I then I went from I went back to eating um cooked vegan, but then at some point I just kind of like I said fuck it, you know whatever. This diet, these diets are not working. So, I mean, at home, I was still vegan, but I would go out, and I, like most of, like eighty percent of the time, I would get vegan dishes, but like twenty, like the other twenty percent, I would get something with animal products, and by animal products I mean meat, because I still can't handle dairy. People tell me, oh, they like, um, I don't know, those fucking, um, those pills for, like, lactose intolerance. My friend tried to give me some, and I said, nah, dude, I don't want to risk it. But I don't know if you, if, if you know anything about lactose intolerance, you know, that's just not fun at all. At all. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went from 
from standard Mexican diet to standard American diet to eating um like junk food, which is standard American diet. And then um and then I got diagnosed, I went paleo and then I I I went to vegan and then I went to raw vegan and then I went back to just vegan and then I said fuck it and that's how it was. Um and I and I got to the point where it's been it was five years, I don't know. If, I think a lot of the shit is um psychological but anyway. Yeah, I'll continue this um in the next episode, so so yeah, stay tuned. Alright. Take care. Later guys. Sup guys? Here I am once again to continue my rant from yesterday. So that whole rant about diet and health and all that stuff was um me um failing an attempt to communicate to you guys that I am no longer vegan. Yeah, it may seem a surprise to some, not so much to others, but I'm no longer vegan. And I did like a 180 shift, like a lateral movement from vegan to now I'm a carnivore or a carnist, a person that eats nothing but meat. Okay, let's fuck titles. But yeah, so I eat nothing but meat, um, and that's all I eat. And yeah, I've been doing that since the beginning of this year. So by now it's um, 16 days, and actually I just had um, like five, ten minutes ago. I just finished eating, and what I what I ate today was. Two um, steaks of chuck roast um, that were really good. And I mean, they're good because, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I don't, it's not like I season things like I did before. Because before my family would, they would come to me to season their meat or food when it came to family gatherings and stuff like that because I'm really good at cooking and not to toot my own horn but I just am I spent okay so since the diagnosis which I, I want to get away from that because that's not what this is about but since 2012 up until now so it's 2012 to 2019, well, 18, 19 just started. That's like six years, five tops. No, five minimum. So in those five years, I spent about 
three, yeah, three to four years watching nothing but the Food Network and um, the Cooking Channel on TV. I stopped working on my last day of work was September 27, 2013. And since 2013 to now, I spent about three, four years watching nothing but the Food Network and the Cooking Channel. And it's not like I just watch it for entertainment, which I mean, it was a part of it. But um, I wanted to learn like some of those techniques. I even have a list. I have a list of restaurants around California um, that I want to go to. And I say want to because when I was vegan, a lot of those places are not vegan. It's more like a handful of places are vegan. Or even just vegetarian or plant-based. So it's not that much selection in the list that I made. But um, so I have a list and just for example, let's say I have 20 restaurants in that list, which is way more by the way. I've gone to about 40% of all those and my plan was to go to all of them. Um, but then life happened and, well, I still haven't finished it, the list of my grand tour of restaurants and places to eat in California. Um, because I've been to a number of places and everywhere if if you ask me like um okay so where do you have your um souvenirs souvenirs from the place that you've been to I can only give you a couple and not because I've only been to a couple places but because to me souvenirs are to be honest, you could believe whatever you want, but souvenirs to me are a waste of money. I mean, I get the significance and all that, but I'd rather spend that money buying food from that place, you know? Because I don't even like buying shirts or clothes, you know? So, that's what I do. I spend my money going to eat or going places but like I said I don't get souvenirs because to me that's a waste of money I'd rather invest that money in something that will benefit me personally such as going someplace to eat to get something that will nourish me or I will enjoy or visiting like places where I could just, and I don't want to come off as this cliche, 
you know, because you, you, especially on Instagram, on Instagram you hear, you, you see a bunch of these inspirational quotes that tell you, oh, don't collect things, collect, don't collect things for money, collect memories, collect experiences, but to be honest, that's the way I live. Oh, that's the way I try to live. Because I've never been to want to want to have um like this collection of things or whatever. Well, first of all, because I don't like that. Because seeing like this shelf of things. Just makes a reminder to me that I wasted all that money, and there's a bunch of money just sitting there on the counter, and I could have spent that money on myself, on food or something. So that's that's my philosophy. Um, I mean that's not to say that I don't have possessions because I do. And, um, but yeah, ever since I started eating just meat, since the beginning of this year, I've been feeling really good. Okay, so when I was vegan, raw and cooked, my friends could, my friends and my close relatives could attest to this, because they, we couldn't go anywhere out like I couldn't go with I couldn't say to my friends oh let's go anywhere to the movies to the restaurant to to the theater I realized I just repeated theater and movies but my point is I couldn't go anywhere without me having to visit the restroom a number of times Repeatedly, all throughout the day. So I would. But yeah, that's that's um. Okay, so I I had to visit the restroom a lot when I went out with my friends to either a theater, like I said, or a restaurant, or or. It's, just go random places like to anywhere anywhere I just want to say wherever I went I developed this um skill where I would roll into a place and notice I said roll and not walk into a place I'm talking about when I started being on the wheelchair I would roll into a place no matter where it was and I would it's like a magnet. My brain was already set up to spot all the places where the bathroom first, where the bathroom, where the bathroom would be, and then actually confirming that the restroom was there. For when I needed to go, I knew to go directly there, you know. And that was that's when I got this this new wheelchair with. 
um, with the ability to propel yourself as opposed to just the wheelchair that I got first which was given to me by one of my dad's co-workers like he was he just found it somewhere and I don't know and not like he found it in the trash but it, he saw like in a rummage sale and he thought of me and he bought it for me and and that's what I had but it was one of those chairs that you can't propel yourself you can move yourself you have to depend on everyone to move you so that I mean you could see how that could be um troublesome and nobody ever complained to me about oh, fuck like really except for my dad because my dad's an asshole but that's beside the point um but nobody like I said nobody complained to me like dude like are you serious like I can you know like every fucking time you know like because there's not just like we were about to go to the movies we were about to go into the theater and I would go to the bathroom before watch the movie and then go to the bathroom at the end of the movie again no the shoe was it was tedious it was, it was annoying more than anything also knowing that I'll be watching a movie and I'll be emotionally invested in the movie and all of a sudden my body's like nope no dickhead you're gonna you need to get up and ask somebody to take to the bathroom because you need to take a piss or you're gonna take a shit so so you go now And look, every time I went to the bathroom, which, I mean, out of one day, both urinating and the other, um, I went no less than 20 times. And in those 20 times, every fucking time, I would, not like I went and I sat there and I did nothing. I would sit there and up. It's like I had no clue where the fuck all this food was coming from. All this food. All this shit was coming from. Because it was so much. So. I don't know, but. Anyway, so little by little, I started noticing, like I said yesterday, in the previous episode. I started noticing that they, like the the foods that I would like um, consume on a regular basis before, suddenly they would like little by little, one by one they would start fucking with me. You know, I started with, at first, when I went like just cooked vegan, I would eat sweet potatoes. Um, regular potatoes, um, you know, just potatoes, the one I list, all of them. But I would eat potatoes, I would eat grains, I would eat legumes, I would eat, um, and then I started eating, um, well, that was 
like the legumes and the the grains and the and the potatoes and um you know i mean rice can like qualifies as a grain so yeah it was and like at first when i went vegan i tried to go simple and i tried to go simple all throughout even now i tried to go as simple as possible because i believe that the less you um like the less types of foods that you put into your body when you're eating the easier it's going to be for your body to digest absorb and assimilate those nutrients or that food you know that call me crazy whatever but that's what i believe so yeah but yeah i started noticing that first the rice started fog with me then lentils started fucking with me then chickpeas or garbanzo bees um then then now like beans just regular beans like black beans kidney beans um red beans and all beans started fucking with me and then it and then it started getting into soy and to eating a lot of soy products and then that started fuck with me too so I surprised I kept eating it because like on paper it's supposed to work that was my mentality okay so I'm so busy it's supposed to be like the healthiest diet you know like no cholesterol you know all those things you know I could list them all but no point but yeah all those all those um all those things that people go on veganism for besides the ethical part which is valid um but my purpose from the very beginning wasn't as bad as this sounds to some people especially vegans like those military sick vegans um like that they hear you say oh i want vegan because of my health was a one vegan because of the simplicity or etc and then they they step out of their caves and they go like oh no you're supposed to be vegan for the animals and the animal suffering and they cry and all this yes i've seen all the documentaries i've seen forcible knives i've seen conspiracy I've seen what the hell I've seen um uh, supersize me everything all of them I mean you got to keep in mind I stopped working 2013 besides looking at or watching cooking shows I spent the rest of my time watching documentaries especially mainly focused on on veganism and plant-based living but yeah that was that was my mindset okay so it's supposed to work i'm doing it and why is it not working and yeah so yeah at the moment like i said i'm not eating vegan obviously i'm eating 
meat, nothing but meat. But yeah, as a vegan, I talk to a lot of people I learned, and I mean a lot. Not just here, and when I say here, I mean the United States, but I talk to people everywhere. I talk to people from Russia, I talk to people from Costa Rica, I talk to people from Hawaii, I've talked to people from Mexico and South America. Just a bunch of places. I've talked to a lot of people. Um, and they all used to tell me the same things, you know, which was you need fiber for, for example, for um, like easy digestion. And I bought it and, I le- and they showed me some some papers on those things and I read them and I bought what they were selling me um and then some <sighs> it's not like I was perfect the whole time because I, if anybody can tell you anything about me is the thing that should be at the front of it should be that I'm far from perfect um, I have many flaws, which I, I mean, I work on, but like I said, I'm, I'm far from perfect. But um, a couple of times, well, a number of times, throughout those five, six years that I was vegan, I would go out to eat something, and then I would, I would fall on getting something to eat that con- contained meat. Or eggs, or fish, or chicken, or whatever, something, you know, never milk, or dairy, because that, that, that fucks with me, like, on a personal level, like, it doesn't just, oh, like, it doesn't just give me a tummy ache, but that's, like, it comes to me with a vendetta, a vendetta of like, oh really you're gonna eat you're gonna eat this shit, okay then fuck you and here's what's gonna happen, and my life will be miserable for, let's say I would eat something with dairy today, and my life would be miserable for a number of weeks, not days not hours, for a number of weeks, which is why I'm so careful about about not consuming dairy and a lot and people like think of me like when with my my cautiousness or yeah the way I direct myself towards those type of things and they they consider me to be like I don't know you're arrogant or you're you're an asshole or you're like too picky or etc. And yeah, that was, that's the way it was. Fuck. But yeah, um, so that's that's where I'm at. And yeah, I, in terms of, being, I've I've read now that I've gone to gone back to eating meat, I don't experience those those neg- negatives that people would tell me about when I was vegan 
or on that train, you know, on that wagon. But um, that's that's what I was that's what I was thinking. But now, upon experiencing it and learned in the long term, I noticed that it's not as they said, because initially, when when I went from eating vegan to the first week of January, which was um just eating like regular meat, not regular meat, but just meat overall, I would notice that it was hard in terms of digestive because I I did experience constipation and maybe this may be TMI for some people but I mean if you're coming back from the last episode to this one then you know where you're coming from but you know you're getting into but um so yeah the first week like very little bowel movements and eating every day but very little bowel movements but I kept it I kept going and eventually it normalized and now I have I'm regular let's leave it at that so it's not it's not that way that I thought it was because of what people told me and what people showed me so that's that's what I'm noticing I'm learning and I'm I don't know maybe maybe it's me like um seeing things that confirm my bias might be a case but if not then then I just see it as confirmation for like you can't just believe what people tell you or what you see in a well put together video because it sounds nice or it looks nice or it sounds coherent because then that, that's not always the best way to go like I said to, to somebody yesterday look I'm not trying to minimize like like the efforts on some people to better health like by going vegan or whatever but me having come from that and not experiencing the results that I hoped and that wasn't because of lack of um, persistence because like I said it was 5 to 6 years so I think that's pretty pretty long enough for me to expect something. But I mean, it did. Like I said, it, before I hit the plateau, I was like on the rise. But then I got to the plateau, and then it just stayed stationary. But now, with the meat, I'm experiencing. Um, it might be my rise before getting to the plateau or I don't know but I'm noticing a lot of benefits a lot of like more energy less cravings I need to drink less water 
that's one thing I learned from my research and reading articles and papers. Um, fiber and well, sugar, and glucose um, needs a lot of water. Your body needs a lot of water to move all that through your body. And that's, that's just one of them. But yeah, I'm going to get into all the, the shit that I read. But just know that that's what I'm doing now. And I invite you to do the same. Not to get on these diets and whatever. But I invite you, I invite you to look at things through a more objective way. A more objective perspective. Rather than looking at things. Um with like blinders and just seeing that one thing that you want to see like the best way that I've that I've noticed of um, determining the best way to go for me personally is to look at as many variables as I can and from there determine what's the best for me to follow what resonates with me the most so yeah, I invite you to do the same. And um, yeah, as you can tell, this episode there wasn't there was very little laughing, very little laughing, and um, very little laughing, and well, that that's also a result of me not being high today. I'm very careful with my words. So read between the lines. Okay. Keep that in mind. Alright, so yeah, next episode will be something else. Um don't feel like I said feel free to Send me a reply message here on Anchor or follow me on on Instagram. Underscore Swaste underscore underscore S U I S T E underscore. Um, follow me and see where I'm where I'm at. All right. I stay chill. Stay lifted. Say hi. Hashtag tone of thoughts. Peace. What's up, guys? This is Stoner Thoughts. Hashtag Stoner Thoughts. Coming to you guys once again. Um. So. Yes, I know. I know I'm not recording these while smoking or something else or intoxicated but um I mean you gotta realize I am now living in North Carolina and for those of you that don't know North Carolina is a it's a state that is for people to come and retire and die 
aka for old white people, aka the country. That's why there's hardly any restaurant here. Everything closes early, like at 9. On Sundays, they close at 6 tops, if even they open, because they, most of them don't open at all on Sundays. It's like everyone here is fucking Chick-fil-A. But anyway. How y'all doing today? Today I was just thinking about some things that... have been not bothering me for a while, but... I've been in my mind. Um... Why do people, and by the way, this episode is not going to be as long as the previous two. Because I realize you don't want to sit and listen to a 30-minute bit about some random shit. So we're going to make this one shorter. But yeah, I was thinking about why do people tend to overcomplicate things? And not just in situations like relationships or anything like that. I mean, that's part of it, but... People tend to overcomplicate everything. You know? They want to overcomplicate, like, for example, food. Like, oh, you know, you have to get all these ingredients and make this whole recipe about, like, first you have to, like, chop up the vegetables and then you have to, like, steam them for a certain time and then put them on the pan and then give them some crust and then finish cooking them then you put them in the oven and bake them for a while and all this it sounds like a rant but I mean not just that and drink as well drinks food clothing fucking what you have in your house I may come in, I may be coming as a, uh, as a weirdo to think that, I mean, if it were up to me, I could live in a house with no decorations whatsoever, no shit on the walls, no frames, pictures, and what the fuck is the point of having pictures of yourself? Laying all over the house. You know? Like no decorations. Like, I don't know, I've become some, this person that's really practical. Like, now if it's not practical and it doesn't serve me a purpose, I don't give a shit about it. That's just me. No. Well, here's how... I guess you could call it um, basic, quote-unquote basic, I am. I wear the same fucking jeans. The same, not the same jeans. Let me rephrase that. I wear the same type of jeans every day. Which is what? It's a pair of blue um, Levi's. 5'11". And that, that's what I wear. I'm no, sh- I'm not shitting you. I have five pairs, five pairs of 
these same blue jeans and that's so that I wear my like one pair for like two days and I switch them out to put on another blue pair <laughs> that looks exactly like the one that I just took off now t-shirts before I used to when like when I would say before I mean like in middle school high school even some college and all of college I used to wear what kinds of t-shirts if I liked the way it looked and not even the way it looked um if I liked the brand I would buy it not necessarily because I thought it looked good I mean I never bought ugly clothes so let's get that out of the way but I mean my point is I would buy all these shoes all these shirts jeans I had colorful jeans like if you didn't know me you would think that boy's gay because he's fucking wearing these like um like slim like super slim super skinny yeah that's what they were super skinny jeans and they were colorful they were like red um I went one time I, I put on a pair of purple pants yeah that's what I'm saying like if you saw me from far you would say this motherfucker is gay you know um I'm not that my demeanor was gayish but my clothes were somewhat um but anyway my point is now I wear my same blue pair of jeans every day not the same one but like the same type for t-shirts now I have like 10 t-shirts that are nothing but like midnight blue that's what it's called where I bought them midnight blue and that's like 10 t-shirts of the same color solid color no logos no brand just a t-shirt I wanted to just cover me just cover me and shield me from the elements like somewhat you know but other than that I don't need flashy shit I don't need colorful things the only couple of colorful shirts t-shirts that I have are gifts uh, one um like um like one polo that is blue like navy blue which I never wear by the way I have one button up short sleeve shirt that's um like it has a weird design not like all like like tie dye but it has a design and it's um red but like crimson which I never wear either I have a a t-shirt which is my favorite and I will wear all the time 
before I got these t-shirts. My legs before I got into wearing just this one type of t-shirt. Um, there's the Snoopy shirt. Snoopy is on there on a plane. And he's got like the trail of smoke but, uh, like behind the plane. And he's leaving like, you know, when they leave those letters on the sky. Which is flying high. And that's the, like a like a nod, you know, to to being high, you know, like on drugs, on, not on drugs, but on. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I interpret it as being high, like on weed, which is why it became my favorite T-shirt. But now I don't even wear it either. It's just sitting there, stuffed at the bottom of my drawer. Where I have my t-shirts. And then it's like those t-shirts are there. And oh, oh I also have a a white blank um, v-neck. That is there too. And then the rest is just these midnight blue shirts. T-shirts. Um, I mean they're pretty good. They're 100% cotton. I realized that <laughs> the whole segment was starting to sound like a like an advertisement for <laughs> for the fucking t-shirts that I'm wearing but it's not it's not even close to that it's just me talking about living a simple life you know Living a more simple life, like, you know, another thing, besides, like, clothing and all that, like, maybe I'm just become this, like, asocial, what son of a bitch, because, I mean, I've become what Tom Segura, the comedian, talks about in one of his bits. Um, what he says, you know, like, he wants to become, he wants to get to that age, um, like, old, but, like, where you don't want to, like, you want to, you don't want to meet people, like, new people, like, like, old people say, like, like, oh, hey, grandpa, like, I want you to meet Steve, and then Steve, and then the grandpa's like, fuck Steve, like, I know everybody I need to know. Like, I don't need to know anybody else. Um, it might be somewhat troubling to someone, but I'm that way now. Now I don't give a shit if I don't know anybody new from this point on. You know, like, I don't care. Like, like he said, I know everybody I need to know. I don't need to know anyone, you know, and this may, you know, you might say, oh, this was just saying that because now he's on like, 
she doesn't have that much interaction with people. And that's probably why. And you might be right. But nevertheless, it doesn't change my my opinion on people. Maybe it's just that I've been exposed to shitty people all throughout my life. Beginning with my parents. And that's another whole can of worms that I don't want to pop open right now. Maybe later episode. But yeah, people suck. Call me antisocial, asocial, an asshole. Take your pick. But that's just my thought process. You know? Like, I just don't don't see the point. You know, like, if they're not adding anything of value to you, and I don't mean, like, anything physical, like, giving you anything. But, I mean, like, if they're not adding to your growth, to me, like, to right now, it seems like there's no point in dealing with those people. Because, it, at least to me, and I don't want to come off like this cliche, um, like this cliche that you see like every, like you, I, I see at least posted on Instagram, all these, um, like pictures with like, you know, the, the pictures with the quotes, like in the front and all that shit. And there's like, oh, like, um, like, oh, I only... I only mingle with people that add value to my life because I'm woke or I'm, you know, whatever. But no, I just don't see the point anymore. It's like these, now they seem to me like they're empty interactions with people, you know. Like before with my friends, I would just talk about what was what was happening and then it turned into talking about people like oh and and not only talk about people but talk about the same shit about that same person every fucking day without any conclusion to that like it was every day that I or every time I would see this person or my friend Friends, I'll be talking shit about some other person that we used to hang out with, or we hang out with, but he's not in there at the moment, and just talking mad shit about that person. Like, there's, like, what the fuck was, what's the point in that? You know? I just don't see, I don't see the point in that anymore. While I was there, at the beginning, I was talking shit too. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to come up with like as this grandiose, um, holier than thou person. But, um, eventually, pretty quickly, I got tired of it. Like, we weren't talking about anything, we were talking about people. But nothing of value. Like, it's not like we saw. Oh, this was being an asshole because this, this, and that. 
And let's talk about how we could not be that way and what we could do for ourselves. You know? But no, it wasn't even that. It was just, oh, so-and-so said something about you and and they're talking all this shit. And then at first, like I said, at first I was like, oh, fuck so-and-so. I don't want to know about them. Like, fuck them. If they, don't, if they don't give a fuck about me, then I don't give a fuck about them. Like, why should I? At first. But then later I started thinking like, what the fuck, like, okay, what's the point, you know, what's one in doing all this, so, I just got, to, I got tired of it, of that aspect, and, I don't know, maybe it's just me being so isolated from everyone, by the way, self Self-imposed isolation is what I'm talking about. Because I'm... For a number of years now... I've been... Um, trying to stay away from people. As much as I can. But then people force me. Like, not force me physically. But they manipulate... Other people or in situations. To... Get me to to get me to agree to do whatever they want to do, and I've had to come up with some silly excuses, pretend that I was feeling sick, and all kinds of shit, just to get away from people, because I don't like. I I realize how antisocial. This may come off as a, but I'm not antisocial, I'm asocial. It's a difference. Antisocial people do things to like disturb or like disrupt social interactions between people, even if it's not with them. That's antisocial. Asocial is a person like me. A person who doesn't want to know anything about anyone. Just me. You know? And I get that may be interpreted as arrogant, but... It's not, because I don't think I'm better than anyone. I just don't want to deal with anyone. If that makes sense. But yeah, let me know what you guys... What you guys think about these type of things. Feel free to send me a, a voice message here. Or send me a comment. Or a message through Instagram as well. At underscore swaste underscore underscore S-U-A-S-T-E underscore. And there's this hashtag tone of thoughts. And um, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Alright, stay high. What's up guys? So here I am, once again, after a long break. And saying it's a break, or that it was a break, is a little bit of an understatement. Um, Not that I was really constant before, with the episodes and all that, but 
here we are, back at it again. How you guys doing? So yeah. Um, unless you know me personally, or you at least follow me on all the social media platforms that I have. By the way, that's it's just Instagram. Um, yeah, you know that I followed a vegan diet for a number of years. About mm, 12, 18, 19. Yeah, for like five years, about. Um, before that, okay, so we're going to talk about diet today because I've been wanting to get this off my chest. Um, so yeah, I started off um, with the standard American diet or a SAD diet as they call it. Which is... <laughs> Which is <laughs> which is retarded. <laughs> it's retarded. They call it sad diet. It's a standard American diet. Diet. Anyway, that's beside the point. So yeah, that's before I started with dieting and different things. Um. Okay, now going all the way to the beginning. I didn't grow up on a standard American diet. Um, due to the fact that I'm not American from birth. I mean, technically I am American because Mexico is part of North America or America, the continent. But yeah, so I, I grew up in Mexico up until I was 12. And all that time I lived on, I mean, it's not like I was in Mexico and living under a bridge. But the whole time I was in Mexico, I was living off of whatever everybody eats over there. So vegetables, hardly any fruit that I remember. Um, and, and obviously meat, a lot of meat. But at the moment, I didn't, I wasn't conscious enough to, to know or anything. I was a kid. For fuck's sake. But yeah. So. I. That's, that was my beginning. The. We're going to call it. The Mexican. Diet. You could even call it that. But okay. It's a Mexican diet. I grew up on. From. Zero to twelve. And then I got here. And then. I. I'm by here. I mean. California. United States. And then I adapted to a Mexican-American diet, which is still a lot of Mexican dishes, but I had more, um, 
ability to to eat um what everyone else was eating all the fast food and all that and then I grew up and I went through middle school high school eating nothing but junk food I mean besides what my my mom made at home but if it wasn't at home I was eating pizzas I was eating burgers I was eating hot dogs I was eating everything except for fruit and vegetables and it was going great and on, and on 2012 September I I was taken to the hospital um after after having to leave work early due to my supervisor thinking that I was drunk because I was all walking around wobbly and I mean they say I was dropping a bunch of shit and by the way this work that I was in was a warehouse job and back then I was in that warehouse they were getting a lot of overtime like I was working 16 hours 16 hour days you know for most of the most of the week and then like on Tuesdays on two days Tuesday and Wednesday which were the days I had school I was going to California State University of San Bernardino at the at the moment and I was taking 18 units 16 at the very least so 16 18 units by the way full term or full term full um full-time student um it's considered 12 units like 12 units is full-time and then of course they say oh no it's good with that you graduate in like six years or some shit. I don't know but yeah so that was the diet that I was eating at the time but oh yeah we were back at work so I was at work I felt weird I felt weak. Um, I had double vision for the first time in my life. I had double vision. <laughs> and my supervisor called me over and he said, Diego, are you drunk? And I said, no. I looked at him like, with like a what the fuck kind of face, you know? Because I wasn't drinking, personally. Everyone else was. And um, I don't mean just the guys. I mean, like, guys and girls were... They would drink at work. Like, like at the warehouse, the the supervisors or the the owners didn't care. As long as the work got done, those, those fuckers had... They played, like, soccer... Like, in the parking lot, they, they, um, which I mean, it's not something unusual, but they did that, then they drank out, outside, like in the parking lot, right there where they were playing, and also, they would like, be on, like on this step, 
where the where the trucks get um unloaded to put into the warehouse they they would um be they would, they would just be sitting that right there at the ramp um just chiefing it you know just doing all look all that kind of stuff and of course I'm a guy and I was Anyway, so of course I'm a guy. They they try to offer me all that stuff. And by the way, at the moment, I was um indulging in cannabis. So I yes I did. I did also achieve it a lot in my car or right there with everyone else. So it's not like I'm innocent or anything, but that's beside the point. So my my supervisor told me to go home. He said, come back tomorrow when you're doing better. And because he told me, are you sure you didn't drink? And I said, yes, I'm sure. I'm just, I feel weird. I feel weak, like in the legs. I feel weak in the legs. I have double vision. My head hurts like I'm, you know. And he said, oh, well, then if that's the case, then go home, come back tomorrow when you feel better. I went home. It was around noon-ish, like like one or something. I drove home. Mind you, I still had double vision. And I drove home. I got on the, on the, on the car, obviously, on the streets and into the freeway. And then it got to my house. Somehow I made it home. Okay, otherwise, I mean, if I didn't, you wouldn't be hearing this. But yeah, anyway. So I made it home. I put my, I used my hat that I had in my cap, you know. My hat, I, I put it over one of my eyes, like slanted on my head, but uh, covering one of my eyes. So I could just see one thing when I was driving. And somehow that shit worked. But um, I got home. And my my father got home after. Because like I said, it was like 1.30ish. And he got home like at 4 something. When he gets out of work. And I was knocked out on, on like on the couch. Right there, you you would get to my house. Close the door. Right there was a couch. It was, it was more like a sofa. But I was, I just dropped, literally I dropped on it. And I just knocked out. And then my dad got home. I woke up. And I, I got up like quick to say hi to him. You know, give him a kiss. But um, he must have seen something. Because my dad, you know, like... Men, especially Mexican men, they don't really believe in going to the doctors. Like, nah, just fucking sleep it off, walk it off, fucking be a man, you know? And my dad's exactly like that. But he must have seen something that day that he saw me get to him, uh, from the sofa to, to him, to the door. And I said, how, how are you? 
and he he saw me he said oh shit now i'm taking to the er i was like what the you know like in my head i'm like what the fuck like what's what's going on but yeah he took me to the er and the er they must have seen something as well because they said um oh yeah no they admitted me like right away well, first they had me in the ER, and then they admit me. But right from the get-go, they started with, like, a whole battery of tests. Um, like, MRIs, um, CAT scans, um, x-rays. Um, with, you know, the usual checkup with the stethoscope and all that shit. And also, oh, um, these fuckers. They also did a lumbar puncture. If you don't know what a lumbar puncture is, ask somebody that's pregnant, or somebody that's been pregnant, or somebody that's had fluid taken out of their spine. That shit's not supposed to get out of there. But yeah, that's a whole nother thing that I'm gonna talk about like later. But um, yeah, so they did all this shit, they admitted me. I was in the hospital for a week. Literally a week. Like seven days. I was in the hospital. And it wasn't until the last day that they gave me a diagnosis. And they said, oh no, it looks like you have... But listen to how I'm saying it. They said, it looks like you have multiple sclerosis. Okay. It looks like you have multiple sclerosis. And the, the neurologist gave me all the, you know, the rundown, you know, like what what to expect. And oddly enough, I was, it was strange because like a couple of weeks prior to that, I had been studying multiple sclerosis in college. I was in one of my classes that was from my major. Um, and... The professor was talking about multiple sclerosis and it was, it was so strange because the doctor, the neurologist gave me the diagnosis and and I, like I already knew. He told me, oh, do you know what this is? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, what is it? And so I broke it down for him. I told him everything. Every, everything I had learned, obviously, I didn't tell him everything. <laughs> But I told him everything I had learned about that, you know. Um, he seemed impressed a little bit. But then he was like, okay, well, I have to tell you anyway. He's like, you got it, but I got to tell you anyway. Um, so that was that. He told me, oh, in five years, you're going to be like in a wheelchair. In 10 years, you're going to be either bedridden, bedridden or dead. And if you're not there, you're going to be blind. Like, this this fucking, like, they don't give sensitivity training to these guys. You know? I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense. You know, like, because you don't want to sugarcoat the truth. You don't want a lot of people. But, I mean, the way he said it was so blunt. You know, but whatever. So yeah, 
As immediately after he said that, while I was, by the way, while I was in the hospital, they were giving me steroids. Steroids, you know, like, um, obviously not anabolic steroids, but, you know, like, the other type of steroids that are equally as bad for you. Um, but yeah, they were giving me this shit. And, and then they gave me some steroid pills for me to, like, wean off of the steroids, um, little by little, once I got out of the hospital, because you can't just, like, cold turkey, just stop taking steroids, um, so, yeah, that was, they gave me those, those pills, I took them home, I took them for, like, two days, they gave me pills for a week, they, get, they took them for, like, two days, and then I stopped, I was like, nah, fuck this shit, <laughs> I've never been one to to enjoy taking pills or medicine or anything. I mean, there's a lot of shit here to unpack. But yeah, um, yeah, I've never, I never liked um medical things, you know, doctors, whatever. Because I mean, doctors, you know, those people that give you massages or whatever. Um, like, people that, that are unlicensed chiropractors and licensed chiropractors, um, like, I've been through it all. I mean, I th- I say it, I've been through it all because it's me, but I've been through a lot of shit. Um, so I've never liked that kind of, um, that aspect of life. But, um, but yeah, so immediately once I got home, I was, like, still pretty, pretty, um, I was still, I was still recovering from, from having to be in the hospital, eating their shitty food for a week. And then people were asking me, like, oh, by the way, do you want some food from the outside? And then, and then I would say, yes, please. And... Most of the days they didn't bring anything or they would bring something completely different to what I was requesting. But yeah. So after after that I I once I recovered from from the hospital, you know, quote unquote, because I I mean I was I was back to myself, I thought. I went to play basketball with some friends, and it was everything was fine. But then at one point I was running, um, from I would like I was running in the court, like in the game, and my my foot dropped, and just like it was previous to me being in the hospital, you know, my foot dropped, like I couldn't pick it up out of my own court, you know. So, what I did was I just, I called it a day for basketball. I took a seat at the side of the court. And then they, my friends kept playing and then, then they finished and whatever, they left. And then I came back home. But yeah, um, so since I've always been 
pretty proactive about my, I mean, things considered, you know, um, been pretty proactive about my health, even more now, after the diagnosis, um, but, like I said, since I've never taken, um, I've never liked taking medicine or in any of that shit. I like I've always liked um preferred the natural route. So immediately I started researching and that's what I've been doing since twenty twelve, September. September twenty twelve when I was diagnosed. But until now I've been doing nothing but research on this and and this being the the thing that they diagnosed me with. Um and since I didn't, um, because obviously they prescribed some medication and whatever, and I and I got it. I got um one of the drugs, Copaxone, and which is like a shot, a subcutaneous shot. Um, that you just like basically. Like diabetics, you know, they, they when they, they shoot themselves on uh, insulin or whatever. Well, that's what I would have to be doing, like, every day for the rest of my life with this drug. Um, I took it for a couple of weeks. I started getting, like, really bad, um, like, side effects. So I stopped taking it. Then they tried some other drug, um, Avonex. Then they tried um, Tectodera, which is Avonex is another, or they tried Avonex and Tysabri, which is, um, those, those two are injected as well. And then I tried Tectodera, once I told them I don't like injections. They, first they told me, well, nobody does. And they <laughs> I go, well, thank you, asshole. Well, what else you got? And they offer me a um, pill form of the the shots put in pill, which is on um, Tecfidero or BG BG12. I think BG12 is the actual like like a scientific name, but Tecfidero is what they market it as. But yeah, none of that shit was doing anything for me. But it was what it was doing to me. It was giving me all the side effects that you hear about in the in the drugs, like in the drugs and the commercials of the drugs. You know, like they they give you like all this wonderful like commercial about about the drug that they're advertising. They paint you this picture with this one of one of like a few. Either this older person, man or woman, um, enjoying time with their grandkids, or this woman, this pregnant woman, rubbing her belly for whatever reason. Anyway, at the very end of the commercials, they give you this extensive list of side effects. Well, I had them all. Um, so. There was that time where I I looked like, like have you ever seen Rocky, 
you know, after the fight, like at towards the end of the fight, and he was all busted up. Well, those one time I had, I got that reaction. I looked like like I got busted up. Um, by someone. Which never happened, by the way. But um. Yeah, I my face swelled up. Um, my heart was. By the way, every time I took those drugs, my heart would get all these palpitations, and it started like beating irregularly, and which was bad. So then I decided to stop taking it, and we'll go to the natural route. And like, and the natural route being diet. Diet and everything else I found, which was included, um. What's that thing? The like acupuncture. I was gonna say, what's that thing with the needles? But yeah, acupuncture. I tried acupuncture. I I went to another chiropractor. They where they put these, they connect these pads on your back, and they give you like um, like shock therapy sort of. As along with the adjustments and and all that. So I did that, and then um. As far as diet, which I said we were talking about in this, in this um, episode, um, finally gonna get to it, and I'm going to say a little bit and then end it, um, and then continue it on later. But yeah, I I started researching, looking up things on Google, whatever you know, whatever I can get my hands on. I read a couple books, um, and then I ran into this this doctor. Oh, her name is Terry Walls. So, Doctor Terry Walls, um, she she's like an older type of uh, type of person. <laughs> she's an older person, not like ancient or like. Elder, but she's in her fifties. I'm guessing, but um, she just looked like that. But um, she so she she uh, she started with the medicine too, and then like she started like giving her like reactions or whatever. So then she went the natural route through diet. Now for diet, with all her medical background and all that stuff that they do um she found a bunch of shit about like mitochondria and how they're the powerhouse of the cell which I mean come on if you've taken biology in high school or even before like talked about cells like in elementary school or like in um Middle school. Then you know what a mitochondria is. Um, but yeah. So, so she's like, oh, you gotta feed your mitochondria. You gotta feed your mitochondria. Eat foods that are high in, in um, omega three fatty acids. And so I follow her protocol. Her protocol consisted of, or consists, um, of. Like 
each day you would like eat three platefuls and heaping heaping platefuls of greens um and that's that's a day not in one sitting necessarily but in one day and then you have to eat like a bunch of fruit smoothies she likes and then eat a lot of organ meats um a lot of grass head organic like muscle meat eat um like like a seaweed for the iodine and uh, basically nourishing your body so I got on that I was doing pretty well I was still working I I changed jobs after I got diagnosed I went from the warehouse job to a, a retail sales job in which I was fucking great but anyway um but yeah I took the retail sales job and I was in there for about a year yeah for about a year and then um oh yeah so the, the whole time I was there I was sorry I was taking I was eating the the Terry Walls way or the Terry Walls protocol um and it was pretty pretty good you know like I could see and everyone else could see that there was something with me you know but like, it, I wasn't as bad as I am right now um but yeah I like I, I was still working I could still you know, like, um, play soccer, or, because I would go play soccer, I would play, let's go with my friends every now and then, um, and everything was going pretty well, in that aspect, because relationships, that shit, <laughs> uh, that shit's something else, but yeah, um, but everything else was going pretty well, um, and then I changed from, then I noticed, like, because I've been always pretty observant of things, especially, um, especially, like, things with my body, because I live in my body, um, so I notice, like, when I eat something and it has a reaction in my body, then I know, okay, I should stay away from that. Or so on, you know. But I I started feeling that that maybe like it like it wasn't working as well as it could have. So then, like I was still I was still looking, by the way, for alternatives, and then I found um. Then I ran into this this big thing about oh veganism, not veganism, but healthy eating or conscious eating. You gotta eat more fruits and vegetables to live longer, to live healthier. That's a natural diet. 
is what I, is one of the things that I saw. But, um, but yeah, that, so then I ran, I started, um, veganism. I went from paleo to veganism. By the way, Terry Wolf diet is paleo. Um, I then went from paleo to veganism. And, like, just veganism. You know, everything cooked, everything normal, quote-unquote, without animal products. And since I stopped being consuming uh, dairy, when I tried to introduce it again, a couple months later, that, that shit didn't agree with me. And it hasn't ever since. So, I don't know. I don't know if that was a, a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, now knowing all the bad shit that comes with dairy, it was a blessing in disguise, I guess. But, um, yeah, I took the... I started veganism. And then I went even further. I went into raw veganism, which is eating nothing but fruit and salad. And that's it. No no rice, no potatoes, no cooked anything, no. Just fruit and, and salad. And that was it. And I was doing pretty well. Until it happened again. I started noticing, like I hit a plateau. And that's what, I, that's what happened with each one of these diets. I hit a plateau. Like, it, it would work pretty pretty well, like in the beginning, and then some time would go by, and then it would stop working, and then we will start regressing back to where I was. So, that was that. I, then I went from, I went back to eating um, cooked vegan, but then at some point I just kind of like, I said, fuck it, you know, whatever. This diet, these diets are not working. So, I mean, at home, I was still vegan. But I would go out. And, I, like, most of, like 80% of the time, I would get vegan dishes. But, like, 20, like the other 20%, I would get something with animal products. And by animal products, I mean meat. Because I still can't handle dairy and people tell me oh they like um I don't know those fucking um those pills for like lactose intolerance my friend tried to give me some and they said nah dude I don't want to risk it but I don't know if you if, if you know anything about lactose intolerance you know that's just not fun at all at all but yeah, um, but yeah, so I went from, from standard Mexican diet to standard American diet to eating, um, like junk food, which is standard American diet. And then, um, and then I got diagnosed, I went paleo. And then I, I I went to vegan and then I went to raw vegan 
and then I went back to just vegan, and then I said fuck it, and that's how it was. Um, and I and I got to the point where it's been it was five years. I don't know. If, I think a lot of the shit is um psychological, but anyway. Yeah, I'll continue this um in the next episode. So. So yeah, stay tuned. Alright. Take care. Later, guys.